Praise God. Don't you love worshiping God? Isn't this, wasn't this wonderful this morning to just be able to, to just boldly go where he's made for us to go into his presence? Hallelujah. And magnify him with our hearts. Just, I like that first song. Uh, like a child, we come running through the halls of heaven to the holy of holies. And, uh, you know, it's good to just kind of put off on it. Put off any presumption like we're anything at all and just just come like a child and, and just worship God. And uh, anything we are is because of Him. Amen. And so I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've really been, how many have been blessed? How many are growing in love? You know what I really like about these testimonies is this is, <laughs> it's an instant answer to all of our hearts, but I just believe it. there's a spirit of abundance, there's a spirit of of the uh, of the blessing of God upon this body, it's going to have we're going to have more and more testimonies, and it's going to be a, a more and more of a of a representation of God's hand on us, Amen. And so, be sure and share though. That's like what pa- uh, what Pastor, well, like like Lindsay was saying, isn't she wonderful? Aren't you glad she's going to be in our family and our family? Uh, she's in the family of God. It's like, I keep thinking, man, Hunter, how did you do that? Man, that was, that was a really good good call there, dude. <laughs> but no, uh, let, let, let's listen to what she said, though. You know, uh, when, when you're blessed, it's not just for you. Um, God, God, God wants to bless all of us in a great way, and he should be getting glory for it. And so if we're blessed and we just don't, and we don't have a way of, of giving him glory for it, it's good, but it's 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 kind of like it's it's kind of like a um, it's it's kind of like a pond that has water coming into it. If it doesn't have something coming out of it, it's not just kind of gets stale. It's not it's not what it could be. And so, be sure and share. We've got that on there. You can all you do go down to the bottom. I don't know if you've been there or not, but you can go down to the bottom and you can click on. A, it's pretty easy, isn't it? I haven't been there for a while to look at it. So, uh, if anything doesn't ever work on any of our media stuff. Please let me know. Um, Mike let me know last week that our little kiosk out here isn't all that much fun to work with. So I'm going to work on that and see if we can just get a, a card uh, swipe thing. Maybe we can do it that way. They make you go through there and give them all kinds of information and stuff, I guess. And that, that, that can kind of slow folks down. If you want to, that's kind of good because you can put in your information. Then you just recall it when you go back the next time. So it can be kind of quick after the first time. <laughs> he's going to see if now he's going to hold me to my word here now on this. But um but you know the way of love is a way of prosperity. We we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It's a way that's going to take you to abundance in life. It will touch every part of your life with success. Amen. And that to try to do something without love is to be doing things uh in vain. In, in the arm of your own strength. So there's there's a real power in what we're talking about. I, um, let, let's don't get bogged down in this and say, oh, he's just going to talk about love again. No, it's different every time, isn't it? It's kind of like a different different look at, at it completely. And even t- today is actually related a little bit to last week. What did we talk about last week? We talked about anger, right? Love does not display anger. <laughs> and... Uh, and each one of these, it's like it's a, it's, it's a challenge to us. It should be. We should be saying, no, that, that, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be affected by 
by this truth. It's going to make a difference in my life, and people are going to know it. Amen? People are going to post on this website. I'd just like to post a testimony about Pastor Stephen. <laughs> I've just noticed something about him. All right? You're welcome to do that, too, if you'd like. Okay. But today we're going to talk about something that's very much related. And actually, man, this will touch every part of your life. Um, the only area that, that the enemy can really be effective in coming against us, the area that he attacks, the area that he sends his darts is into our mind. If you could control your mind, if you could control what you're thinking on, if you could, if you could harness all those things that come at you, it, it's kind of like James says about the tongue. The tongue is, a, is, a, is an evil thing in itself. But the mind, how many have, you know, I've had this happen a few times. You, you ever wake up in the middle of the night and, you're, and your mind is just racing? And, and you're just worried about this and that? Does anybody ever do that? Do you ever get a solution for that? You know, in this message of love, there is a solution for the areas of our mind where the enemy wants to have a stronghold for us. And it, it goes back to, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like practicing scales to play the guitar. You got to go back and practice scales. But I want to play the piece. I want to play that fancy piece. No, you got to go back and practice the scales. And there, there's things about love, the power of love and its ability to help you in this area of your mind goes back to a very basic, it's kind of like fundamentals in sports. You got to do certain things. You got to go back and do them over again. If you start to have a problem with performance, you go back to the fundamentals. And the area, the power of, of God to touch us and to enable us to have victory in the area of our mind, the area that <laughs> the enemy wants to come in and have a stronghold, you know what? We can turn it into a stronghold against the enemy to where our mind is a stronghold that he cannot penetrate. But it will not be able to be possible. Sometimes we, wanna, we just want to stand on the word of God and we're not yielding to love in the area of our mind with regard to somebody else. And it's, it's like we were talking about last week. You cannot have a defense against an enemy that you're yielding to continually. And when you're yielding in the area of your mind to thinking things, this, this, next, this next part, it says, thinks no evil. Now, remember... I, I immediately thought, remember there's, there's three monkeys, you know. <laughs> you see no evil, you hear no evil, and you speak no evil, right? And a lot of times when we think of thinking no evil, it's like we're not thinking evil thoughts. We don't think evil thoughts. But what are those evil thoughts about? And what are they in, the re in, in relation to, to love? Because that, that's, there's going to be a relationship involved in here. So let's, let's look at these <laughs> three versions of this because <laughs> you kind of have to hit it on some different sides because I don't think every translation gives us the, the good uh, perspective on it. So 1 Corinthians 13.5, this is the last part of it. It says, thinks no evil. Okay? The message says, doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Now, 
This can be the sins that others are committing on their own, but I think it's meant to be the sins of others towards you. Has anybody have, had anybody do something that has offended you? <laughs> if you're human, you say, that's me, that's me, right? Um, this is one of the biggest challenges we have as human beings, but especially as Christians. Somebody does something, and we're tempted to turn it into an evil thought. We are judging evil in somebody else. I believe this is what it's wanting us to see here, okay? It's not just having an evil thought. It's, it's judging evil and putting an evil label on somebody else based upon what they've done, okay? Amplify it. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, here we go, cowboy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy, that cayenne just... You ought to try it. It really feels good. All right. It takes no account. No account. What, what, what's taking an account? That's where you, you say, you, you, per, you keep track of it. Right? You're saying, this is what happened, and I'm going to remember it. No account of evil, evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Ouch! Right? Now, if, if you follow me on where I, I started with this, this is an area of the mind. How in the world can you not pay attention to a suffered wrong? Huh. Again, this is the amazing, reckless love of God. We were singing about this, weren't we? He knocks down walls. He shines light into shadows. He for what reason? We're the ones that are offending him so miserably, right? Now, we don't have to stay in that kind of lifestyle, you know? But, but we have not been that way towards him, and yet he loves us com continually, doesn't he? He's always reaching out to us. So let me get to th this last one. This is the Living Bible. It does not hold grudges. That's something that you're hanging on to, a thought you're hanging on to. Somebody did this to me, and now, you know, I'm just going to have to hang on to this for a while because you really hurt me. I have arrows coming out of me right now. And as much as I can try here, I'm just human, right? And arrows hurt. And will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. Hardly even notice. And others do it wrong. Now, what it's talking about here, I believe, is a way that we can, by the Spirit of God, say, God, help me with this, but not just say, this is the way I am. I've got arrows. I have reasons. People have done this to me. It does not matter. You don't know. You can't talk about. You can't judge me until you walk in my shoes. Well, I'm not judging you, but you better not be judging somebody else because when you do... What you're doing is forming a, a mindset that allows the enemy to have a stronghold. It's an inroad for the enemy. Is this good? <laughs> Can we pr just pray real quick? 
I just want you to know that anything that I'm going to speak here this morning, God has put in my heart, but he's going to speak through me. And, and, and let's say, God, show me something here today that's for me. Can we do that before we get any further here? Lord, uh, we, we just, we are, we are so impressed by your love for us. And we don't want to just be impressed by your love for us. We want to be impressed about how your love overwhelms us and becomes who we are. And so, Lord, we pray that this message today, that it would be way beyond what Pastor Stephen has just prepared, but we pray that it would just go right to our hearts. And beyond all of his preparation, there would be a transformation that is experienced in our lives as the Word of God comes in and does its work in our hearts. I pray that for every person, that there will be a testimony of the words working in their life. We give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. So, I like this. Not even noticing. Now, is it possible... Is it possible for there to be a demonstration of not thinking evil if there's ever a rehearsal of what somebody else has done. This is a challenge for us in a relationship, in anything. As soon as, as we're tempted to, to throw that back, make it, make it exposed, what's taking place? It's not just that something was done wrong. Now it's rehearsed wrong. Now evil is being reinforced. Not only did evil take place, but now it's being exposed even more. Right? And what that's doing is it's causing confusion in the mind. You, here, here's, here's really, well, another part of what I want to get to here is we've been made new creatures in Christ Jesus, haven't we? Amen? We have a new identity in him. All things are passed away. All things are become new. Now, what does the enemy want to do with that reality in our life? He wants to give us a different identity. Now, it's not reality. It's kind of like in America today. There, there's an identity issue that a lot of people are having. And they're wanting to change who they really are. And they can look different, and they can, they can act different, they can sound different, but they are still what they are. But they're just confused. This is the, what the enemy wants to do to a new creation in Christ is we are a new creation in Christ. But he wants to come in and confuse us. And he's going to do that in the area of our mind to where we, we can start acting and looking like something that we are not. Does this make sense? How does he do that? He gets you to thinking certain thoughts. And, and this area of love is so powerful in, in regard to this because when you begin to think evil about what, or dwell on it, account it, and make it a big deal. What you don't realize is that you're changing your identity from one of love to one of a judge. Right? And that's not a new creation. That's not, that's not the God kind of life. We're supposed to be Jesus in the world, aren't we? Jesus didn't go around saying what everybody was doing wrong to him. In fact, oh, we'll get there. 
This is good. All right? Are we doing good? I'll say, let's just look at this meaning a little bit more because this, this helps. Thayer's definition. I kind of like Thayer's a little bit better than Strong's just because it makes a little bit more sense to me. Okay. To reckon, to count, to compute, to calculate, to count over, to take into account, to make an account of, metaphorically, to pass to one's account, to impute. A thing is reckoned as or to be something, example, as availing for or equivalent to something, as having the like force and weight. So what you're doing is you're taking something that is being done and you're equating it to something that's evil. You're, you're calculating how bad that thing is. Does that make sense? And you're actually judging what kind of response needs to take place. How, how many know that the, the, the reaction can sometimes be much worse than the action? What, what we do in, in, in response can be much worse than the... Sometimes the original doesn't even know that they were doing something. They're just a weirdo. <laughs> just, you know, they, just, they just naturally are offensive, you know? It's like, I didn't even know that I didn't put deodorant on, you know? <laughs> but, but, but the evil that we can place upon them is doing nothing to them, but it's changing our identity. Okay, there's some more about uh, uh, on this, okay? To reckon inward, that's something that we're calculating inside. It's not just our mind. And here, here's what's also taking place. It's affecting our heart. Count up or weigh the reasons to deliberate by reckoning up all the reasons to gather or infer, to consider, take into account, weigh, meditate on. There you go. To suppose, to deem, to judge, to determine, purpose, or decide. Sound like they said a lot of things over and over, but it was it was all good, wasn't it? It's like, man, we need to understand what this is. This is this isn't just. I I just don't think any. Well, where in the in 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 our world is this a reality? Because I want to be affected by this, amen? And it will help us in the area of our mind, the stability of our mind. You know what? A lot of Christians have, have issues in their mind. And, 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 they, and they become, their faith gets challenged because their mind begins to swim around all these things that they think are true in God that they are not experiencing in reality that they can't even really believe with all their heart. Because faith works by love. And for, the, for, for, for faith even to be activated and for you to be secure in the area of your mind to be able to live in the victory that Christ brought, this is where it starts. Amen? Matthew 7, verse 1. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, the part of the reason why I wanted to say this is, is it goes to the definition of, of this thinking. And, and it also goes to the identity of what you are doing. When you become a judge, then you are a judge and, and susceptible to being judged. 
now. Now, who, we, who are we in Christ? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Can you be judged in Christ? Now, our, our works will be judged. And this is something that we need to not just say grace covers everything. No, our, it's very clear. Our works will be judged. But when it comes to our identity, there's, there's no condemnation in Christ. And yet, if we choose to judge, if we choose to give up our place of righteousness and freedom in Christ and decide that somebody else is doing something, what it does to us is it changes our own heart's identity. It doesn't change who we are. It just changes how we look, how we act, how we sound now. Because we cannot speak We cannot speak faith if we're speaking evil. We cannot think faith if we're thinking evil. We cannot hear faith. You can't even hear from God if you're hearing evil. Amen? James 3. For every envying, for where envying, this pastor, Kim, I don't know if you remember last week, she ended with this. For where envying and strife are, there is confusion and every foul deed. Now, uh, I believe, is the King James that says evil deed, I believe, right? Um, This is an area of the mind. It says where envying and strife are, How do they get there? How do they get there? Well, here's here's a part of this I want to... Because the challenge is, if you're getting hurt, how do you you become to where you just don't even, or hardly even notice? How how do you get to that place? Because I don't know about you, but I was trying to think of an example we could do. Have you ever been... Have you ever been burned? Have you ever burned yourself on the stove or something? What did you do the next time you got around the stove? Very careful, right? Become sensitive to that, right? There's certain things that if you've been hurt in a certain way, you become sensitive to it. In fact, even before anything is done, you can already be hurt. Does that make sense? Because you're very sensitive to it. And then I was trying to think about, <laughs> there's certain things that you have to overcome that sensitivity to go ahead and be strong. Because you're going to need to do certain things that require being exposed to hurt and yet not being affected by it. Does this make sense? I was trying to relate to it because, you know, right now football is a great big thing. And it's, it's just kind of mindless sometimes how these guys like to go out and hit each other. It's like. And in football, to be a good football player, you have to overcome sensitivity to being hit. In fact, you actually 
develop a kind of attitude about it, right? You like it. I like it. I like to hit. So here's what we did, and in, in I, you know, I played football. My problem was I was still trying to play the guitar growing, going, and, man, you got to mess your hands up to play football. My hands were always bruised up, and, and you know, um, you, you, you got to hit, you know, you got to hit these dummies. And you gotta, but what they would do is they would have, so I was a defensive back, and, I mean, defensive backs, you got to, I, I, I had my biggest hit. We were playing Cheyenne Wells, and um, I think I was just a freshman that year. But I was, I was playing um, left defensive back, quarter, uh, cornerback over here. And here's what happens. That running back comes running as hard as he come, can around the end, and I'm the only guy that's going to stop him, you know. That's how it is. And so... You see these guys even in, in the NFL, they're, they're, a lot of them are my size. And they're having to tackle these great big guys. Um, in fact, I, I met one of them a couple of years ago. And you, you, to, to see these guys, they're, they're not great big guys. They're just little. But anyway, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, these guys are they're, they're, they're not big. But <clears throat> anyway, I'll tell you my little glory story here. <laughs> I come around the end, and man, I just, I just ran right into that guy, and I busted my face mask. I've never seen that happen before. I busted my face mask, and it was right in front of the, it was right in front of our sideline. And the coach saw me and everything. It was, it was really awesome. But you know what it did to me? Made me wonder if I wanted to do that again. <laughs> so, so what what they would do for us to try to help us with this is we would have we would line up, and we would have to stand there, and and the next guy would come and just hit us as hard as he could. No dummies. I mean, real people. You have to do this stuff, and you're having to hit somebody else too. It's like, I don't know if I want to hit him. You know, I like that guy. You know. <laughs> But I see that there's a necessity to overcome the sensitivity to not avoid it necessarily, but to learn how to deal with it because we are all going to be hurt. We're all going to have hurt come our way. And one of the biggest things you can do when hurt comes your way is to love the hurter by not taking on an evil thought. Amen? That's a gift of love to them. But it's also a building of a stronghold for you. You're setting up a thing that I, that's not going to hurt me. Amen? This is something we go back into the spirit, that this, this nature. That's not my nature anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. Now I love. I don't take account of what somebody's done wrong. I don't keep track of that. I don't feed it back to them and let them know what they did. Amen? I'm telling you what, if, if we can let the Spirit of God help us with this, because we're going to be challenged. I, I challenge you. Every time there, you, you want to you let somebody know, just let the Spirit of God come. Just yield to the Spirit of God. Amen? 
And you will be amazed what it begins to do for you in the strength of your mind. Okay? Because this says there is confusion. So when you think you're just envying or, or you're getting into strife or you're just noticing something, it's not, just, it's not just what somebody's done to you that's giving you the right to think something and to judge them to be evil. It's actually causing your mind to get into a place of confusion. And then it says because, it, because you're unable to think the thoughts of God, you start opening up. And the enemy comes in, and he doesn't just tempt you with an evil thought towards somebody. He tempts you with something that you wouldn't have ever done before. But now your mind has been open to it, and now you're going to engage in every foul deed. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's not really the kind of interesting that I want to go towards too much, but you, you know what I mean. It's like there's more going on here. Than just me not thinking a thought. No, this is all about my identity. It's it's about love. Right? Oh boy, this is good, isn't it? Okay, Proverbs 23 7. For as he thinks in his heart, now, now, what, what, what was the definition about that? That it was where you meditate on stuff. You know, you, you don't believe anything about God until it goes through your mind. And it's really hard to believe anything about God if it just goes through your mind once. You need to keep meditating on it. You need to keep thinking on it, right? And what happens in that process of the mind is something happens to the heart, right? It affects the heart. Now, we've been born again in Christ, but for us to start acting like who we are, things have to happen in our mind. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? But what does this say? It goes back to what I was saying. It's changing. It, it defines your identity. Now, you can identify as anything you want to. You can identify as a giraffe, a dog. I'm, I'm not going to go where everybody else might expect me to go right there. But you can identify as anything, Right? Now, we've been given the opportunity to actually identify with who we actually are in Christ. We can walk, how many know hip, hip, hypocrisy is an issue? Now, we, can, we can say we're a Christian all day long, but what we're thinking really defines our identity. We can say, bless you, we can... We can be, oh, I love you. You know, I love you just means absolutely nothing. It's what's going on in the heart. Because the identity of the heart has been defined by what the thoughts are. You could say, I love you to somebody that in, in your mind, you're thinking, what a doofus. I don't like them. They hurt me. Uh, is this for me today? This is for me. Say, this is for Pastor Stephen. Is <laughs> that a little more kind? All right, Hebrews 12, 2. So, aren't you glad we have an example in Christ? This can be done. <laughs> you can say, well, that's just Jesus. Well, 
Everything he did was so that we could. Amen? And so it's, it's not about just looking unto Jesus, but what did Jesus do? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him. How did he deal with all the offense, all the... All all the disciples ran away from him. He was abandoned. He was rejected. He was being accused by the very people that he was giving his life for. And he was able to stay in his mind was not being... Can you imagine how how much mental anguish that would be? Just, Just the offense itself. Everybody let, you know what tends to happen for people is they begin to doubt who they are when when you're hurt. It begins to affect your own self-identity, doesn't it? And you begin to, you, you begin to become insecure and confused about things, right? Jesus, all the way to the cross, never got confused about who he was, did he? That's because he learned to never let his mind get into that realm of thinking evil. He never thought evil about Pontius Pilate. He didn't think evil about those. No, he loved them. He cared for them. He didn't become their judge. He, be, he, he became their savior. <laughs> wow. That's powerful, isn't it? For the joy set before him. So how did he do it? He put his mind somewhere else. It's not not enough to just try try to not think about. No, you put your mind somewhere else. You put it in a place that is godly. Aren't you glad God does that towards us? (laughs) He sees us happen to mess up on something. Aren't you glad he doesn't just look at that? No, he looks to the joy of who he's made us to be in Christ. That's what Jesus did. He, he for the joy, what, who set it before him? He was practicing it all the time he was walking on earth. He didn't just do it when he got to the cross. It was a daily thing. It was a daily thing. He was not giving in to the very one that he had authority over. Amen? And because of that, he was able to to overcome, to be victorious. How are we going to be victorious? This is 101. Amen? We don't get into any other area of spiritual authority or it's not just gifts. Everything is, is worthless without love. And it will not get past the realm of our mind. Is this true? Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So we're talking about evil thoughts, right? You can't overcome evil thoughts with evil thoughts. How do you overcome them? Good thoughts. So we're following Jesus for the joy set before him. For the joy set before him. He didn't try to overcome evil with evil. 
He overcame it with good. Evil's going to be all around us. Are we going to be hurt by it? Or are we going to overcome through it? Amen? How do we do that? We look somewhere else. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. <coughs> the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. To demolish strongholds. Wouldn't that be wonderful just to, in the middle of the night, you're having all these swimming ideas, <laughs> and to just demolish them. I shoot you down in the name of Jesus. I believe there's a real key here. Because all the realms of our mind that, 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 that cause our minds to spin are an area of fear. They're, 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 they're rooted in fear. And they're brought down by love. They're brought down by good. Amen? So instead of trying to swim out of the pool that you're in the deep end of in your mind, you begin to think on things that are above. Amen? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought to be obedient to Christ. What is obedient to Christ? That's where you're not allowing judgment to come in at all. Now, it's kind of weird how, how this can work because somebody that's offended us or something that, that we're up against, and when we're, when, we're, when we're going through that turmoil of it, we're just feeling the hurt of it. And what God wants us to be able to do is to invert the hurt to a demonstration of love, to care for them, to say, I'm here for them, no matter what they do to me. My, per my, my role in my relationship with anybody is to not determine what they've done wrong to me and to not be affected by it. And, and you can say, yeah, sure, you're, you can say that. You don't know what I'm going through. But no, Jesus, we look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the one that showed us how to do this. And, and you look somewhere else, and, you, and, and, and what, what you look to is the same thing that Jesus did. He said, my role in these people's life is to help them. It's not to be hurt by them. So any time we, we're, 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 we're offended, we're hurt in some way, just try this. Try, try this thing. God, help me in this. Help me to begin, instead of looking to them as somebody that's my enemy or somebody that's hurting me, I, I, they, they, might not, they might be somebody that you love a whole lot. You know, they're, they're not your enemy, but in a way they are. And, and you say, God, show me how right now to begin to pray for them. Love those who despitefully treat you. Amen? And what does it do for you? It's amazing. I've, 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 I've tried this. Sometimes I haven't, and, but, but every time I have, it, it really works. 
is, is to get into that realm and, and to say, I receive of your love for me, Father. Now I'm going to minister to them. I'm going to pray for them now. I'm going to love them. I'm going to let go. I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to see them as evil. I'm not going to hold that as a hurt in my, in my side anymore. I'm going to be the cornerback on the football team. Amen? And now I count it all joy when I come into trials and tribulations. Because the trying of my faith works patience. And patience has a perfect work. It makes me perfect. What's it doing to me? Now, you don't need to be selfish about this, but it's very important. What's it doing to me? It's going to make me to be strong. Because I need to be an overcomer. I need to overcome evil with good. How am I going to do that if I'm letting evil affect me and I'm judging it? I'm not overcoming it. I'm, being, I'm participating in it. I'm identifying with it. Now, I know this can be kind of hard, but it's real. The answer out is to identify with good. Amen? To overcome it with love. Is this good? I'm telling you what. Aren't you thankful for the word of God? Praise God. Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Are you, are you still with me? Can we go a little bit more? Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Where did it say? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and, uh, what was it? And he was raised up and sat down at the, at the right hand of the Father, right? This is kind of connected to that, isn't it? Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What are the things above? What do you want for yourself? You know what the, the, the great hope of the church is? We're going to be in heaven. Amen? All this stuff that would cause us to be upset here is just temporary. Anything, any offense that comes against me is just going to be temporary. And you know what Jesus wanted for every person that was offended? Every one of them, he wanted them to be with him at the right hand of the Father. He seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, hasn't he? And what does he want for us to have? That same heart that was in Christ, that same mind that was in Christ, let it be in us. How do you do that? For somebody else, even though they look like they, they need to be punished very badly. What God wants us to do is to be able to say, I'm going to look unto Jesus for my example. I'm not going to become the one that is afraid to do anything because I might get hurt. I'm going to be the one that can go through anything, go through a fire, run through a troop, leap over a wall. I, I can do it without being afraid if I've conditioned my mind like Jesus did to not ever think on a think, take on an evil thought. What was I trying to say? I don't know. But you have to set your mind on things above. You don't just try to not think on things below. No, you think on the things that are above. You know, this might not mean a whole lot to you when you're not going through something. 
But Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulations. You're, you're going to go through something. And it's very good to, to take this message to our hearts because I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but, I mean, it's a daily, it's a daily thing that we can put into practice. Aren't you glad we have an answer? We don't have to be affected. We don't have to be hurt. We don't have to be overwhelmed. We are overcomers. Don't you like that, that scripture? That we're more than overcomers to Christ Jesus. How is that? It has to be this. Amen? Because you overcome evil with good. It's all love. And it happens in the mind. You can't let a thought of evil that somebody else is doing affect who you are. Amen? Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent (coughs) or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. You could almost invert all that and say, whatever is false, whatever is ignoble, whatever is unright, and those are things that are very easy to think about, aren't they? In fact, there's a part of our nature that becomes addicted to those thoughts. We actually feed off of those. And they become a pattern, a habit that has to be broken. But here's God. Has God changed it all? You know what? He's there to be our God continually. (laughs) I think it's kind of interesting how it says, and and the God of peace will be with you. Was he not with you before that? He was there. But as far as you were concerned, you were not even identifying with his presence because you were in a different place in your identity. Does this make sense? And the God of peace, all of a sudden you'll begin to notice God's presence more when you think his thoughts. Isn't that powerful? You'll begin, you'll, you'll begin to speak the things that he's spoken, and, and there will be power in your life. You'll be able to believe things. <clears throat> 1 John 4, 17. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. We can't. We can't get off the hook by grace. How many would just love for the world to just see Jesus? If the world could just see Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. You know how he is? He's, He's lifted up through us. He's magnified through us. Sometimes, you know, there, there's a song I was listening on. on it says uh, uh, this, and it's kind of a good song, and I know there's, a, there's a, maybe a good heart in it, but there's a song that says, 
I don't want to be a leg. I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't want people to remember me. I want them to just remember Jesus. And that's kind of a nice thought, but you know what? They need to. They need to identify you with Jesus. Jesus wants to be built up through you, to where people they remember your face, and they remember Jesus. It's not a separation where they just don't even see you. They just see, no, they, they see Jesus through you. How's that? Get, this is how our love is made complete. Is, is, is when it's no longer us living, but it's Christ living through us. And this is love. So we can't just say, I, I, can, I can think whatever I want to think. Don't judge me. Uh, well, you might not ever experience the God of peace in your life. You might have some thoughts that are pretty confusing thoughts. You are still a new creation in Christ, but you're not experiencing what you could experience because love will take you to a place of peace. Love will take you to a place of release and security in your mind where it's not, even when the enemy does come with the, 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 the arrows, Psalm 91 can, 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 can be your escape. You can go into the secret place. What is the secret place? It's not the place where you're thinking evil thoughts about other people. It's the place where you are separated from that, and you're only thinking thoughts that are good. Is this all right? There's hope in this. There's not hope in condemnation. Amen? Aren't you glad that Jesus doesn't come and say, you better quit thinking all those thoughts or you are condemned? No, he just says, hey, let's go somewhere else. Let's get victory here. Amen? Don't hang on to an identity that's keeping you defeated. Don't ha hang on to a, 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 a hurt that is just hurting you. Right? There is no fear in love. In those times when the fear in our mind is swinging around, because that's what the basis of it is, the answer is love. The answer is removing the negative thoughts with positive ones. What am I going to think about that person? Well, this is what they did. Well, this is who they can be in Christ. This is who Jesus came to make them to be. I see them in heaven. I see them seated at the throne of God. It, it, it's just amazing what will take place. And, and I, don't know if, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but things that have completely overwhelmed your thoughts, how when you get beyond them, you forget about them. You know, even something that you're going through today that seems like it's the end of the world, and, and you get through it, and, 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 and the next day you can't, what, what was I worried about before, Right? This is, this is the pattern of thinking that God wants to take us to in our minds to where we're not afraid when we get up in the morning what's going to happen to us today. Who's going to hurt us or what might happen? No, we're strong. In fact, we're looking for an issue because we already know how to deal with it. Amen? We count it all joy, just like Jesus did. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Now, it's kind of interesting how that, that's all in, in the same context of what we're talking about. What is the punishment? It's not just uh, something that's going to come against us. It's something that we're judging over somebody else. 
We're judging evil. An evil thought is, is a, an evil judgment about somebody else. And, and fear is the pattern of thinking that makes that possible. Does this help? When you get to where, by the Spirit of God, love is prohibiting judgment on somebody else, it's removing the realm and the power of fear in your own mind. Man, this is powerful if we can get this. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Now, let's don't get condemned if we're fearing something. Let's just go to the perfection. Amen? Let's take advantage of it. And you know, really, part, part of, uh, of, of the purpose of the body of Christ is for us to help each other. Sometimes I know we can get overwhelmed in these things, and it's like uh, you can't get out of them on your own. And you need, a, you need an encouraging word. You need, a resp- you, you need a reminder of what the truth is. Because you're, you're, you're so, you're, you're filling the identity so much. You, you, need, you need a, we need each other. We need to humble ourselves and say, I need some help here. Amen? All right. Has this been good today? We, love does not think anything evil. Praise God. Can I just sing a little song here? I'm not even going to play my guitar or anything. I'm just going to sing. But um, it's a little song I wrote a while back, and it is, has to do with one of these verses we just looked at. It says, I keep my mind on things above, on your goodness, on your love, more than a conqueror. I'll always be when I keep my mind stayed on thee. It's real easy. I keep my mind on things above, on your goodness, on your love, more than a conqueror. I'll always be when I keep my mind stayed on thee. I keep my mind. I keep my mind. I keep my mind stayed on thee. I keep my mind. I keep my mind. I keep my mind stayed on thee. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you that this isn't something that we're to do on our own. It's not a command that you haven't said that you wouldn't be here to make us able to do it. But it's part of the life that you invested inside of us. It's our identity. It's our nature coming to life. So Lord God, we just yield to your spirits moving in us this morning, making a change in our hearts. We just believe that the prayer that we prayed at the beginning is being, is is having its work in our life right now. Lord, I, I see each one, I see each person here today 
as, as a new creation and also one that is growing. Growing in their identity in you. They're going from their old glory to a new glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, I speak perfected love in each one of us here today. Lord, I I just believe that the Word of God that has been spoken is like a seed that will produce in our hearts and our lives. Lord, I, I, I receive it for myself today. Lord God, I've... I've heard your word before, but Lord, I, I just, I allow it to, to, to be in great ground in me right now. And, and I just desire for it to flourish and to make a difference in my life. Hallelujah. That there will be testimonies. Of love's demonstration in each one of our lives. Lord, we're going to it. We're grasping it. We're we're embracing it as our own today. We're not going to allow it to pass us by. Father, I just see people that are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That they're not afraid of a battle. They're not afraid of being offended or rejected or, or cursed. Lord, I see mighty warriors I see courageous people that see a battle as an opportunity that see a conflict is a victory Lord I thank you that you're developing in us this this natural response that is no longer that that human one that, that, that was our way of deciding something about somebody. But one that turns into a, a not a mocking, but a, a an uplifting joy. Our hearts can actually be lifted up towards that offender in our life and we can we can recognize that there's a a place that we can have of administering love by refusing that thought and going instead to the goodness of God over that person the goodness the mercy the long suffering of God over them hallelujah hallelujah Lord, we just receive of that for ourselves right now. For our minds, Lord God, we just think on some good things about you. We declare good things about you, Lord God. We allow a joy to be set before us. We set our minds on things that are above. Hallelujah. Can we stand up this morning and let's just lift our hands.